Welcome to another episode of the weekly webinar series brought to you by the Decorative Plumbing and Hardware Association, where our mission is to connect, educate, and elevate the performance and knowledge base for experts who work in the most expansive industry in North America. Right. Hello and good afternoon and welcome to today's DPHA Weekly Wednesday webinar. Today we are going to talk about how to sell more to the same customer outside the box or outside the DPHA box uh, products that showrooms and rep agencies can sell, uh, can start selling to just really help sell more products to the same customer. Um, we have some great, wonderful panelists with us today. First, we have uh, Tony Dumet. Uh, Tony is a CEU presenter and rep at Premier Decorative Group based out of Northern California. Thank you for joining us, Tony. Thank you. And then we have Regis joining us from Warmup. He's the CEO of Warmup Inc., which is one of DPHA's uh, new 2020 members and a product line that I personally have a lot of experience with as well. So uh, Regis and I go back, I was trying to think Regis, is it like seven years now? It's been a few years. It's back it's in your Chicago, you lived in Chicago. Glad, glad we're still together. Thanks for Absolutely. inviting me Kimberly. And we're very excited to have you as part of the DPHA team. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, I'm Kimberly Glazer. I am the Director of Marketing and Sales for the Decorative Plumbing and Hardware Association. Um, today I'm wearing two hats. Not only am I moderating as a DPHA uh, employee, but I also in my former life uh, was a merchandiser for a plumbing and tile showroom, five showrooms actually, uh, in the New York City market, New York metropolitan market. So um, I have about 10 years of showroom merchandising experience as well. And uh, some folks from Best are on the call, thank you. Uh, so I'm gonna be able to give a little bit more insight uh, than I normally do in our webinars because of my experience as a merchandiser. So now that you know who we are, we're going to ask a little bit about you. Uh, going to launch that poll. There's two questions in our uh, intro poll today. Normally we only have one. First, if you could tell us what best describes your industry segment. Um, and then if you could also describe the types of products that you sell. Uh, and it is multiple choice, that second one, so you can do all that apply. Ooh, Regis, we have a couple people that sell in-floor heating. Hey, there we go. Some converts. Woohoo! <laughs> and we do have a couple that sell lighting as well, so I may uh, ask those that sell lighting to uh, participate a little bit more. Um, Throughout, the, throughout this webinar. All right, give another 10 seconds for people to answer. Come on, five of you still have an answer. Let's go. Hmm. All right, I think that's it. So I'm going to share the results now. So it looks like we've got about 56% of our attendees are manufacturers. Oh. Um, we've got 25% reps and 13% dealers, thank you. Um, and then we have, as far as what type of products you sell, mostly decorative plumbing and hardware. No surprise there. Um, we do have a couple lighting, one tile, which is probably my alma mater, um, a couple in floor heating as well, and other 
the person that said other, if you wouldn't mind um, in the chat, letting us know what that other thing is, maybe we can uh, talk a little bit about that in today's webinar. All right. Ooh, so it looks like um, the person who put other is a one-stop shop. They sell everything uh, on that list except appliances. That's awesome. Um, Lauren, I may, if you don't mind, call on you a little bit later in our conversation to kind of talk about uh, how you how that works for selling more to the same customer because that's that's a lot of stuff you can sell to a customer. All right, so the DPHA world is a small one uh, and our industry is very niche, as we all know. Most of our independent showrooms and rep reps stick to what they know best, which is decorative plumbing and hardware. Um, but our customers are a captive audience. So how can we sell more to the same customer? Uh, let's see. So I explained earlier, this panel is gonna work a little bit differently. Um, each panelist is going, we are gonna have each, we were gonna have Regis and Tony both speak to their products. Regis is gonna speak to his product and then Tony has um, a great out of the box product that they rep. Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about tile, my experiences with that, my experiences, my limited experiences with lighting as well. Um, and ask, we will interject any questions that you guys have along the way. So Regis, um, can you talk to us a little bit about in-floor heating um, that can be sold through the DPH showrooms and why it's such a great fit for DPH showrooms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love the question because it is, it, is the, it is the conundrum for our product category. We're the, we're the product that everybody loves ultimately when they have it, but that very few people end up buying. And the, the big question is why is there such a gap between the excitement for the product and the adoption for the product. And after 20 years of doing this, what it really boils down to is this fear of the technical aspects. And I think this, this applies to much more than floor heating. It can apply to a lot of products in, in our category, uh, in our industry in general. Uh, I think a lot of uh, showrooms and sales staffs are very uh, afraid of technical products, products with watts and volts and amps and, and, and little widgets that need to fit in other widgets. And then they shy away from it. So there, there are two things that we try to circumvent and, and to answer the question, how do we sell more to the same customer? The first one is, simplify the offering, right? Most consumers won't have SpaceX level questions about the product. Most consumers will want to know who installs it? How long does it last? Uh, what are the key benefits as in, you know, what's the water flow? What's the savings and this and that? And if you can hone your pitch into understanding those four or five key responses that you're eventually going to get about these products for floor heating is, how much does it cost? Um, isn't it expensive to run? Uh, what happens when it breaks? If you could really have those three answers ready, you're going to be prepped for 99% of customers who walk in the showroom. You don't need to know how many watts, how many volts, how many amps, what the resistance of the cable is. It's irrelevant. And then the second part is to really prep it in your pitch in order to offer it. What I tell all of our showrooms is people don't have heated floors because no one told them they could. So you have this million dollar homeowner 
customer walking in, remodeling their kitchen or bathroom. You go through all the options possible. You try to get the biggest share of wallet, you know, for your remodel. And you don't mention these products. If you don't, if you don't mention these products, unless they just watch AGTV last night, they're not going to ask for it. And, and so the key, the key here is to prep that pitch a bit with those various products you want to, you want to present. And of course, we'd love you to include heated floors, but, but that's the thing for, for sales staff. I tell them, just ask them, have you considered about heating the floors? That's it. It's a very open question. Most people love heated floors. They have a few prejudices. Be prepared for those. But now you have a conversation starter. So how do we sell more to uh, the same customers? Well, start by asking. Start by asking if it's something that they want. And then prepare yourself with a non-technical, simple jargon of the product. Absolutely. And, and I have personal experience with your product. Um, when I was living in New York, I bought a house from 1920. Um, so there were radiators everywhere for heat and there was a big radiator right under the kitchen sink, the stainless steel kitchen sink. So the mm -hmm. sink got hot. It, it did not make sense at all. And then there was a radiator in my tiny bathroom that was right in the middle of the room that made it impossible to put anything other than a little wall hung sink there. Mm -hmm. And so I actually, using your product, I removed both radiators and both spaces were completely heated by my warm up floors, which was great awesome. application. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was, it was a perfect application for me. Well, then I moved to new Orleans and I redid my master and I said, I'm in a subtropical climate now. It doesn't get cold here. I don't need heated floors. It is my number one regret oh. in my master bath here. Number one, because I lived through, we moved in in September and through the winter, it may not get that cold, but it gets to be in the fifties, which is cold when it's, you know, when it's 115 degrees in the summer. Um, and my, my one regret for this bathroom was not putting warm up in. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping we can solve that when you remodel next. I well, I will certainly <laughs> be putting it in the other bathrooms that I remodel without a doubt. Right. Um, right. So that's awesome information, Regis. And um, do you, when you, when you hire rep agencies, do you tend to look for reps who sell other decorative plumbing brands or do you go for more of like a technical wholesale or electrical type of rep? Well, most companies in our market have different channels because the electrical products can range into snow melt and roof de-icing. So there, there, is a, there is an electrical portion to it, but uh, we're pretty unique and so that we've put a big emphasis on the plumbing market. Most of our competitors in our industry do not have plumbing reps or, or um, decorative plumbing you know, type of agencies. We firmly believe that the sale of floor heating is not limited to the tile guy. Yes, you can find floor heating in a tile shop. And yes, if you have a showroom that sells tile, you're going to be more successful. But Ultimately, floor heating is no different than a tub. You know, when, when, when I hear salespeople say, oh, well, my customer said the tile guy was going to take care of it. I said, oh, great. Is the plumber picking the tub? <laughs> and, and, and so, of course, I get this face of shock. And, and I tell them, listen, you, you're offering them a product that has a certain quality, a certain warranty, certain features, and you need to sell that just like you need to sell that tub. And when that customer makes that decision for that thermostat with the Wi-Fi and that look and this warranty, that's what the installer eventually needs to install. So they pick the tub, they pick the faucet, they pick what they want, 
and an installer puts it in. And there, there is a bit of a misconception that all floor heating is the same, whilst you know, a lot of people would accept that, no one would agree that all tubs are the same. But so for me, it was very important to say, we need to be in that showroom because the homeowner, the, um, the, the wealthy homeowner is going to go into that showroom to get all the options possible to touch and feel and get counsel. And that's when they need to make that floor heating decision. That's when they need to hear the question, would you like to heat your floor? So for us, it's been very important to, to, to have a broad network of, uh, of plumbing agents. And the, the way we pick them is usually with, with uh, relevant brands. So anyone with experience on towel warmers, for example, anyone on the high-end resi is going to be a better fit for us than someone who uh, is more commercial um, or, or going more to a, uh, a trade-only type counter. When we get into the more resi, the more high-end, we tend to be more successful. So DPHA is a perfect form for you. That's great. Mm -hmm. We finally found you. Where were we? <laughs> and you've already partnered with some DPHA reps, so we're very excited about that. Mm -hmm. We have. So, yeah. Thank you. Um, and we'll come back to talking uh, to you, Regis, a bit more, I'm sure, with questions from our attendees. But Tony, um, Mary has talked to me about uh, Dimplex Fireplaces, which mm -hmm. is, uh, Mary's actually the one who said, can we have a webinar talking about these outside the box products? Right. So thank you, Mary. I don't know if you're on, but thank you for uh, suggesting this. Um, but she's talked to me about the fireplaces and the opportunity that it's brought to your rep agency. And now you told me earlier before we started that there's another outside the box product that you guys have just started bringing on which I know nothing about yet, which we will learn. But still, you guys are thinking outside the box. I love it. So can you tell us a little bit about um, why you chose the outside of the box product, how it ties into your business, and a little bit about the product? So um, I believe Dimplex had reached out. Um, they were looking for a rep. They, want to get in, they wanted to get into that kitchen and bath showroom um, as an extra. Um, probably it's probably more so than Regis's product is um, kind of out of the box, more out of the box. Um, you don't expect, you know, to have a fireplace. And again, I, we're talking electric fireplaces. We, we were approached um, strictly as electric, uh, coming in as electric fireplaces. Um, since then, they are gas, and that's another category that we're, we're going to have to, to learn. But um, as far as the, the uh, electric fireplaces, they approached us with what they call the Optimist. It is a water vapor technology um, that Dimplex has uh, developed that shows a, a, uh, a flame that is backlit. A, it's actually a mist, um, cool to the touch. Um, backlit by LEDs, uh, gives that nice amber look to it, and it's very mesmerizing. It's, it, when, when our rep, our, our, our regional had come in and originally showed it to us, it, you just stand there, you look at it, and the flame effect of it is, is really, really impressive. Um, the great thing about it is, is that, it, well, you can get it with a heater or without. Um, we are selling it as without the heater and just the ambiance of having a, um, a fire flame fireplace in either a bathroom, a kitchen, uh, you can use it in a family room. So basically what they are, are um, cartridges that are dropped in, you have to build out around them. 
Um, and once, you know, you can, you have so many different options of building out, you know, you can use that with your, your designer or your, your, uh, architect contractor, they can all come together and come and show a, a really nice product. Um, when we went, first started going around and showing it to kitchen and baths, um, they're like, well, this is just a box with, you know, a, a, it, it didn't look like uh, something that you could, they could sell. Since then, we've, we've had build outs and we can go around, we can show the, um, the showrooms uh, ways of doing it. And if you don't mind, can I bring up a couple of different Absolutely. Options? Let me show you a couple of different things. Uh, it is here. So again, family room, uh, you know, below your, your TV um, are actually a basic way of doing it. Just look at the flame effect of this. So you can see uh, it, that is actual water vapor. They use a transducer that um, puts out the, it's not even a mist. You put your hand over it. You don't get, there's no condensation. Uh, it does require some airflow. So the flame shoots upward and behind it uh, on this level is a um the leds that are that amber look to it um the flame effect comes when the vapor kind of dissipates and you kind of get the top of a flame they are coming out with some different uh led uh looks to it um and let me show you a couple others and here is in in a uh, bathroom um bathroom setting that is so nice you know, the, this particular tub, you can get in there with your husband or, or wife and kind of just get romantic in there, as you, as you might see. Um, this was in actually a showroom. Um, what they are, they, these are all ganged together. You can, they start off at a 20-inch. Um, they also have a 40-inch. And then you can gang them together, go around curves. I mean, just a lot of different applications for it. Um, let's see. And then here again, kind of a nice little 20 inch setting for it. Um, encased, it does not have to be enclosed. Um, like I say, will not burn, will not, uh, burn the, the kids. Um, and it just, it, if you want just that ambiance and not that real fire, uh, effect to it, that is what, um, we are selling. So again, it was a challenge. It's a challenge to get it into the kitchen and bath because they're looking at it uh, as saying, well, how does this work? Well, they have to start looking out of the box and these are add-ons. You know, they're doing, a, we, we have a client that's doing a whole, whole uh, bathroom, beautiful, putting heating floors in it and w whatever. This is just an add-on and something that um, people should consider. And again, it's getting out there as a rep agency, uh, training our, our staff in our showrooms and getting them to really uh, be encouraged by it. And they are gonna pass that on to their clients as well, so. Well, if, if I can add, Tony, it's very interesting. Love the products. And I think you, you, you'll face the same challenges we faced for, for 20 mm -hmm. years with those. Um, uh, there are quite a few manufacturers on the call, and I, I think uh, as a panelist, my, my feedback would really be, let, let's stop talking about the technical features of our product. We're in love with our products. We, we live and breathe them. Um, it, it's a fault we have because we, we try to promote it. We generally you know, want, to, want people to engage with it. But I think we lose people with a lot of the technicalities and we need to back up and, and understand that, you know, the customer is the hero. We're just there to guide them. And we need to do a better job 
with our agencies in helping the showroom create that pitch. Um, mm. We need to help them, you know, with both the point of sale, like those displays were absolutely mesmerizing. And I could see how if you help them make that pitch, it's unavoidable. You, you're going to get people to consider that fireplace and say yes or no. And it's okay if nine out of 10 people say no because it's too expensive, because they don't have the space, because they love being cold. I, I don't know. But <laughs> what you don't want is nine out of 10 people being blissfully unaware that they could have easily afforded this. I mean, when we go to nice showrooms, especially in, especially in your territory, Tony, in, in Northern California, we have people who buy faucets that are more than heated floors. <laughs> Definitely. And this I mean, is like, this is like, like a, a checkout. I mean, it's like grabbing a piece of gum, you know, a pack of gum you know, when you're at the grocery store. So yeah. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it needs to be part of the pitch. I think that's what we need to do with that on sales. And, and, and as salespeople, we tend to be very focused on, on our little world. And we need to understand how it fits into the, the, the grander scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, Tony, can you, I know you don't know anything on the brand yet, but um, do you want to tell our attendees the next outside the DPH box product you guys are going to be repping? So um, we were at KBiz and Mary's um, brother, who is in the barbecue business, uh, had introduced us to a uh, brand of custom-made hoods, uh, kitchen hoods, um, beautiful stuff, all I, I don't know a lot about it yet. I mean, again, I just literally yesterday got the, the um, starting package. Um, but th- these are things that I think, you know, we as reps are going to have to learn. We're going to have to be, you know, very confident going in there. Um, but those, those showrooms that do sell appliances, um, you were, you're definitely going to have those. We, we encounter those all the time. Um, they are going to be interested in something like this. Um, and back to the Dimplex as well, this product is something that you can't just show out of a, a catalog. Oh, look, there's this fireplace. This Although is- based on that picture, I want a gas model one to go in my hole <laughs> in my living room right they, now. They have. So they do have enclosures as far as Dimplex goes. They do have an enclosures um, that you, know, you can get or you can build out yourself. Um, but... Back to the hood, sorry to get off of that. Um, Stoll Industries. So it, it is a company that I don't know a whole lot about yet. I just want to throw the name out there. It is uh, maybe- well, So we have, we have Mary on the call. Mary, ah. could, could I throw you on the spot and have you tell us a little bit about what made you bring on this line and, and a little bit about yeah. how it ties into your current customers? Can you raise your hand if you're willing to talk about it? She is. She is? Okay. Then I'm just going to allow her to talk. She will be. There she is. There she goes. I'm unmuting. Um, Are you unmuting me? You're unmuted. You're on, Mary. Uh, Thank you, guys. So, yeah, this is pretty exciting. I think what I'm hearing from a lot of our showrooms now is they need to get as much of a sale as they can. And it's not just plumbing anymore. Like Tony had said, you know, electrical fireplaces. But we had the opportunity to look at a beautiful line called Stoll Industries, and um, they're American-made, and Stoll Industries was at KBiz. They do custom metal um, range hoods, beautiful custom designs. Um, So it gave us an opportunity because a lot of our showrooms are getting into appliances. 
we call on a lot of design build people. So this is something that's right up their alley. Mm -hmm. They even do customized um, metal doors that actually will match the range hoods. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty exciting- Like cabinet doors or entry yes. doors? Yes, cabinet. cabinet doors. Beautiful, beautiful, very custom, high-end. Um, so this is something that is brand new. Like I said, we even haven't had our training yet. But we see that it's a perfect fit for our dealers. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Thanks, Mary, for uh, helping out with that one. <laughs> because, I, I, like I said, I mentioned it to Kimberly, and I wasn't quite sure of it. So um, I'm but glad I ran with that opportunity. Perfect. Um, so what Tony and I were actually talking before uh, before we went live about, um, you know, stuff like. The, um, the custom hoods or even a very high-end appliance. Um, I have a friend who works for Kalamazoo Grills, which are um, like, I don't know, $10,000, $20,000 outdoor grills. And um, he and I had a conversation and I said, well, you know, are you guys looking to sell through kitchen and bath dealers? Because selling through like a really high-end kitchen and bath dealer makes sense. And, you know, I was kind of explaining my own experience um, with my own kitchen, I did all cafe appliances. I couldn't spend a ton of money, um, but they're beautiful, matte white, bronze hardware, like trendy, nice, middle of the road price point. Um, but the customer that's going to buy a ten dollars or $20,000 outdoor barbecue grill is the same customer that's going to be at a DPH showroom that's going to be purchasing look through the list, a watermark faucet or a roll parent and row faucet or a furniture guild vanity. Do you like how I did that? They're all on the call. <laughs> I, did, I stopped scrolling. There's more. There's totally more. But they are going to, that same customer is already in your showroom or as a rep, that same customer is already shopping with your customer. So how that is how you can get more money from the customers that are already shopping with you. So they might not be doing an outdoor kitchen at the same time that they're doing their master bathroom, but if they come in and they see that fireplace or they see that outdoor grill, you're going to, they're going to remember that you had that product and you're going to be able to plant some ideas in their head and then when it's time for them to do that they're going to come back to you it's that same customer that customer who is going to spend that kind of money may not be going to ferguson to get appliances or home depot or lowe's to get appliances or even just an appliance i'm trying to think of like the name of the appliance dealer that i went to in new york uh pc richards right you're not going to necessarily go to or a smaller appliance shop you're not necessarily going to go there or think to go there but you know these decorative plumbing and hardware showrooms right so that's kind of that thought process um so i'm going to talk a little bit about um my challenges with lighting because i don't have much experience in lighting but some of you do so if you'd like to participate um, and talk about how, uh, how lighting is in your showrooms and how you're able to sell that to the same clients or how it helps your business, please raise your hand. I'd love to hear from you. Um, my experience merchandising with lighting was very um, challenging. So um, 
best is in the tile business as well as the plumbing uh does not is best plumbing tile and stone in new york where my alma mater and uh they've been in the tile business since the early 90s early to mid 90s and uh but not in the hardware business really it was started with was plumbing and then added tile and as merchandiser i was looking for outside not necessarily super outside the box um, like a, a fireplace, but I was looking for what else I could sell our customers. How can we increase sales without opening a new showroom, right? So we just reached out to me. I added warm up. There's one way. Um, I increased our tile, which I'll talk more about tile. Well, one of the things I looked into was lighting and the challenge that I found, which could be a good opportunity for, um, hardware or plumbing manufacturers on the call was I found that it's a very, I don't know the, the, the right way to put this is politically correct, but it's very, um, I was blacklisted from a lot of the lighting companies because of the competition in my market from just the lighting stores. Um, there were two lighting stores in our market Many of you know one of them because they were also in plumbing. They're no longer in business. Um, but I went to the Dallas lighting market and was actually physically asked to leave <laughs> several showrooms um, once they found out where, where, I was, where I was from and what market I was in. Um, so I found it very challenging. But what, what um, Best has been able to do is to... Um, to add lighting from plumbing manufacturers. So Kohler, for example, they are not a DPHA member, but that is, I have a lot of experience with them from my past life. They now have a lighting line. Um, and Anna from the Kohler Experience Center in New York City, operated by Best Plumbing Supply. If you uh, are willing to talk at all about, about that lighting line, you can raise your hand, but I won't force you to do it like I forced Mary to talk. <laughs> Um, but I think that that's an opportunity for, um, for plumbing manufacturers. If you have the ability to add line matched lighting, that's a great way to sell more to your clients that are already there. If a client is doing a bathroom at a showroom, they're going to at least need sconces and probably an overhead light, right? It's a no brainer. At best we sold sconces, but that was about it. So I'm sure I missed out on plenty of sales for, for overhead lighting. Um, so that's my experience um, with lighting. We have a question, so I will get to that and then I'll, then I'll go back to Tile. Um, any suggestions about how the busy showroom salesperson can smoothly add the extras to the planning conversation with the overwhelmed homeowner? Regis. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait on that because we, 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 we have run into that and we, we've developed um, a little piece of literature that you can add. So you, you'll hold that in your back pocket if it's, if it's your quick out. But if someone's you know, not giving it the time, uh, you want to make sure that you touch on the important things, but that if anything you put in your pitch, uh, the excitement for more. Uh, obviously, they're not remodeling this afternoon. They're either in a hurry or put themselves in a hurry because we all have busy lives. And it's important to be able to leave them with either a summary of all the other nice things you could do, 
which manufacturers honestly should help you with. Uh, we do it for dealers. We can brand it with a dealer's logo, things like that. Um, but that, that's, an, that's a nice out. But, but if you do anything in your pitch, it's to, to show them the one product that will make them dream and that will make them come back to the showroom because you want to leave them with the impression that the place that they just walked in has all the best. They have all the options. They can get it from you. Today, the consumer believes, usually wrongly, that they can buy it online. They can, they can get everything from anywhere. And they'll, they'll search for toilets and, and plumbing products on, on Amazon and then get the chrome where they wanted the stainless steel because surprisingly, yep. you can't see that on a picture, you know, a poor picture on Amazon. And, and you need to convince them of that one thing that you're that one-stop shop, like one of the, 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 the attendees said, where whether you are or not, that you have these exciting products that will make their remodel different than uh, if they had done it themselves or different than the neighbor or the remodel that people are going to talk about. I mean, what is the aspirational change that you want to leave with the consumer? What does the consumer want at the end of the remodel? What do you want everything relatively right and relatively working? But most importantly, if you really dig into it, they want the wow factor. They want to show their friends. They want to be the talk of the town for a few weeks. They want to be inspiring and you can help them do that. Uh, a lot of the run of the mill, you know, places can't do that. They just have it on the shelf. And if you want it, you grab it and you walk away. Good luck. But you can offer these different things. So if they're busy, if they don't have the time, find that one way, whether it's a brochure, that's just that one product to say, and I've got much more to show you if you can make an appointment and, and make them dream. So I'd have to say as far as, fireplaces go either electrical or the the optimist with the water vapor this is something that has to be displayed in the showroom and as you all know display space is at a premium um, you know you are a, a decorative plumbing uh, location that you know is trying to sell fireplaces now getting that to the showroom owner and you know and getting that into them and trying to get them to you know hey this is something, this is an add-on. Um, it's easy. You're going to you're, you're sell it and then you're done with it because they have service. Uh, Dimplex will service it um, afterward. It's just, again, that was, that's our challenge. And so uh, Mary had come up with a program with Dimplex um, to now where we are getting prefabbed uh, displays that look really, really nice at an at a excellent price. Um, so that that things like that are going to have to help because again like we just said you're not going to pull out your the, out of your pocket and just show them pictures of it or show them pictures on a computer this is this is something that you know you have to see kind of touchy feely type of thing absolutely and i'm a storyteller as i think most of you <laughs> have figured out over the course of the last three or four months of of webinars um or just today um but so when i am training or was training my salespeople on how to sell these additional add-ons, to me, it's all about a story. Like I would always tell the story about my radiators, right? And replacing my radiators mm -hmm. with my warm-up and floor heating. Like who wants a clunky radiator literally under their kitchen cabinet or bathroom sink? Like, so I would always try to do that and, and make it part of the conversation. Um, we have some great 
comments on this. Um, one, we have Lauren on the call who um, is a with a design build firm in, outside of Chicago. And she said that at the end of the customer's project, they offer a finishing touches program um, for anything that wasn't initially included in their project. And she actually gave the, um, the program overview. And it says, we believe in the power of details. While we, while we love full-scale remodeling, there is no denying that the small accents and less visible spaces are just as important for making an impact and transforming a home. Whether improving your garage with flooring and an impressive storage system or simply wanting a cozy area rug for your living room, our Finishing Touches expert is here to help you curate the perfect products and services for your space. I think that that's really neat. Mm -hmm. um, Mary also uh, said that she thinks it's important uh, for a showroom to have a takeoff sheet with the extra items. And that is actually something that Best does, is Best has, and it's more for when they're training the associates, um, but I always try to kind of push it through. Um, all the time was a list of what you need to add. So it would have a bathroom and it'd have a list of everything for the bathroom. Um, accessories are on there. Underfloor heating is on there. Things that just remind you what to add there. And you don't necessarily have to put everything in there, but it's just this great list where you can just make sure that you talk about um, everything there. I think... I answered. Oh, and uh, Jonas mentioned that lighting is like selling bath accessories. It's just part of the suite. And that's kind of where I was going with for the manufacturers that are um, that are on the webinar. If you have a line matched lighting like at best, our accessories sales, our accessories model was we didn't really sell any lines that were just accessories. We always just would add on the accessories that match the faucet because spending a half an hour picking out accessories when you've just spent all this time picking out the faucets and, and the vanities and everything else that's in this bathroom, it's just easier to say, this is the faucet you like. All right, you want a toilet paper holder? Check. You want a towel bar? What size? Check. You want a rope hook? Check. When it matches, you know the finish is going to match. You know that the style is going to match. And it's just an easy add-on, especially from a sales standpoint and from a merchandising standpoint, it, it makes a nice display as well. Yeah, I think you, you make a, a great point there, uh, Kimberly, is you, you, gotta, you gotta package it into a story, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Alice and I are, are currently following the course, if I can, if I can pitch them in, of Don Miller. Uh, so if you, if you don't know Don Miller, look, look it up. Uh, but he's, he's got a great course online about you know, selling with a story. And, and we're big believers of that. This, this sort of influenced, you know, on our end, a, a sales pitch that, that's called turn your bathroom into a spa. You know, we want to talk much less technical. We want to talk much less about, you know, the, the, the fine details of the product. You can always open up a binder and get into the fine minutiae of, of any product in the showroom, but it's not what people want. They want to hear that pitch and, and to the, the, the person's point there, you know, what happens when they're busy, when I, when, what happens when they're rushing around, when I'm rushing around. Well, make sure you've packaged these things into that story. So for us, what's the difference between your beautiful bathroom and the Ritz-Carlton? Three things, a mirror defogger, a towel warmer, and floor heating. And that's, that's the difference. And that's how you turn your bathroom into a spa. Would you like us to talk about it? Mm -hmm. That's, and there it's those go, finishing you. touches. 
Yeah, exactly. So the lighting, the, 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 the backlit mirrors, you know, all the other products we don't sell, but that I see everywhere that I love, like package them up, make, make a, make a set that, that you can summarize so that you can accelerate your pitch and, and see whether it declines into it or not. I mean, ultimately Jonas made the point. I mean, you, you need a light, what are you going to get? Where are you going to go? And I think, you know, we also, um, with my merchandiser hat on, um, we would all, when people would say, oh, I'll just pick the accessories later, we always would say, like, let's just add them on. Just tell me what you want. It'll match the faucet. No big deal. Because if you, chances are, if you don't have it on that quote, they say they're going to pick them out later. They're not going to come back to you if the project's done. They're going to look online. And accessories are something that you can easily find online, but you're not going to get the quality or the finish that you're going to get from the accessories at a decorative plumbing and hardware showroom. Mm -hmm. You're just not. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to add to that? I'll talk about a little bit about tile. No. All right. Um, so I think that the only person on here that sells tile is my dad. It's best. <laughs> Um, so, um, hopefully y'all are interested in it. I'll keep it short and sweet. And if you have any other questions, you know, feel free to ask, but, um, best got into selling tile, uh, back in the nineties as a way to sell more to the current clients, right? There was, um, a tile store that was in the same design center and I may be totally messing up the story. Dad, I'm sorry if I am, but, um, there was a tile store in there either they went under or their best salesperson decided to come to best plumbing supply instead and created a tile program. Um, so when I joined best in 2005, the tile program was very basic. It was, you know, your white subway tile or four by fours, your beige ceramic floor tiles, um, really very, very basic. And um, when I came um, when I came on with Best, I said, we need to spruce this up a little bit. And I started working with the different tile importers to really change about the, uh, or tile distributors, to change the tile program. Um, but what is very interesting about tile is every single kitchen and every single bath is going to have tile in it. Every single one. It's not like a lot of these, a, a lot of the outside the boxes where it's an add-on or something like that. It is going to be done. Whether they buy it from you or they go to a tile store, they're going to have it in the space. And so what at best, because we had a, a, a smaller space than a tile store, let's say our competitor, there was a, a tile store down the road that was a 10,000 square foot store of just tile right? And here we are a 7,000 square foot plumbing showroom that's carving out a space for tile. So I think the tile gallery is about 2,000 square feet. So you can't really fully compete. So we looked at it as what's going to turn? What are the basics? Maybe the person who is doing our $50,000 master bathroom and putting a furniture gill vanity and a, you know, a fancy faucet, stuff like that, they are probably going to go to artistic tile or somewhere that is a set tile store for their tile. But there's still, that's only a small portion of the bathrooms that, work, that we worked on. And 
really a white subway tile is still probably the most popular backsplash tile in a, in a kitchen, probably in the country. So we focused really on what's going to sell the most and the basics. So we worked with the local tile distributors to really not, to not focus on having every single option there, not focus on having the super custom stuff because that's not, our customers were not coming to us for that and we didn't have the space or the uh, staff necessarily for that because there's a specific training that is needed for to sell tile. Um, I think the way I always looked at it is because tile is more design and less technical. So Regis, when you were talking about the, um, the technicality of things and just not to say it to the customer, don't sell the technicality, sell the benefits. That's always the way I was with tiles. Like you don't need to know the difference between ceramic and porcelain or marble and travertine and limestone. I would only describe the difference in the look, not the technical aspect of it. But um, in order to successfully sell tile, you do have to have that design eye. And I think that in the history of plumbing showrooms where so many plumbing showrooms came from a wholesale mentality, I think that it's easier to teach plumbing than it is to teach tile. And I have always recommended that if you're interested in getting into tile, make sure you hire a tile expert. Make sure you have at least one person on staff who can merchandise the space correctly, but also just train people how to sell tile. Because it's a, it's a really, it's, it's very, it, it works hand in hand in the kitchen and bath space, but it's a very different uh, sales process because a lot of it is based on design. And how, how did that work for uh, Beth? Did it, did it uh, take off right away? I mean, because people want to go to one-stop shop. They don't want to have to go down the street to the tile and here for the mm -hmm. plumbing. And Absolutely. So I don't know how it worked right away because um, there were 10 years or so that I wasn't there. Jonas, if you'd like to raise your hand, I can, you, can, you can certainly speak to that. Um, but it has become a pretty big part of the business. You know, we're talking about a couple million dollars a year in, in tile business. So it, it is more than a couple. Um, so it is, oh, good. Hmm. I got him to talk. All right. Jonas, you're on. Well, I guess you did get me to talk, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so um, tile business, we expected it to represent maybe 50% of our business, like double our overall business because as much money is spent on tile as it is on the plumbing fixtures. So we thought we were geniuses. This is, you were right, Kimberly, it was back in, um, uh, back in the early 90s, a long time ago. And um, we tried just about everything from importing ourselves in large quantities, which turned out to be a bit of a disaster for us and a big learning curve, to getting smart when you came along and, uh, and, and bought from the distributors that had the, uh, that curated it for us and helped us curate to the local market, understood the local market, and we were able to leverage their skill set in having a uh, good representation of a, um, what we would call a cut order presentation. So we would sell cut orders rather than stocking, except for the very fast moving products, we would sell it from our store and have them deliver the, that specific order that that customer had, wrapped, palletized, and ready to go. So relatively easy 
in terms of facilitating. As you said, there's very little or no technical issues related to the tile. Shiny side up is what we were taught, and it really, really works like that. Um, but uh, it never really got over 10% of our business, um, which was a bit disappointing from our end. And we've tried just about everything that we can. And I think that um, what we found is that most of our contractor base had their go-to tile guy, like they had, we were their go-to plumbing guy, uh, and so on and so forth. Now, you mentioned before the hardware. We were, we tried the same sort of thing even before that, Kim, in the decorative hardware side, and we failed miserably at it. Again, studying it hard, bringing in, making a big inventory commitment, and, uh, and we just I was able to successfully bring on cabinet hardware at best. Oh, yes. You did that very well. I was able to do that. <laughs> you did. So, so back to the tile part, I think that it certainly makes our showrooms very attractive. And it certainly adds to the comfort level of the customer that we have a good design eye and we can help them through the process. But um, we, we, we're just maybe, you know, getting one out of 15 tiles, one out of 15 sales. Uh, with the tile, uh, we just weren't able to make, we weren't able to pull it through in all the years of trying. So if somebody's got the answer out there, uh, I'll pay dearly for it, for, for finding out the right way to do this. But thank and you. Jonas and I always disagreed on that. I thought that while I would have liked more tile sales, I still think that the percentage that we had yeah. was pretty darn good. But I also, I worked at a, a tile company out in Colorado that had a very small tile shop, but it was an artistic tile dealer, very high end. And there's a tiny shop, um, but our sales at best of tile were way more than, than at this shop. So I always looked at it with a very different, um, a very different viewpoint and a different comparison chart. Okay. <laughs> so I don't feel so bad. <laughs> I think I think the ambition of of have the sales was 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 very good, Jonas. But yeah. But but did but I get the story to one... right about the tile store? What aspect of it? In the building and design center, right? There was a tile store that either went out or you took a salesperson from there. Well, we would never steal a salesperson from another dealer. That's something <laughs> we would never do, Kimberly. And uh, they did they did decide to retire, and we picked up their staff. Yes. All right, so the I got the story right. Yes. All right. I, th I think one in, one in 10 is great. I mean, if you're looking for yeah. add-on sales, if you've done all yeah. the work, if you've done all the marketing, it's all sunk cost. I mean, if you've paid all the overhead to get people into the showroom, and now you've got this, this person, the salesperson who's talking to them, an extra 10% on top is wonderful. Yeah. I agree. I it's think so too, especially in the volume, if you're doing that type of volume. Um, for sure. They might not be coming to you for tile, but but they're walking out with it. They're walking out with it. Exactly. Yeah. And I know that there have, um, in our industry, there have been a lot of people that have started selling what that sell that distribute or that are um, waterworks dealers. And so they sell waterworks tile. That's, that's a challenge because that's like artistic tile. And the fact that it's a very niche type of tile, it's a very, it's expensive, it's high end, it's custom. Um, and it's challenging. You're not going to get one out of 10 necessarily, right? But with that kind of a brand name, you might get someone coming in specifically looking for that. It's kind of, kind of funny. I, I, the way I, I haven't been in the industry that long, um, but what I have noticed is, is that as reps, tile, tile stores are wanting to bring in plumbing, uh, decorative plumbing, as opposed to 
plumbing stores wanted to bring in tile, I, I guess. I and mean, that's how I see it. So Well, when I, when I worked for um, the decorative, the high-end tile company in Denver, and that's where I work, um, they sold a, a couple of faucet, a couple of plumbing lines. Um, we sold Furniture Guild, Roll, Sonia at the time. I don't think they're still around. Um, there were a couple, just very few lines. And it was really like almost just to complete the vignettes for the, for the showroom. Right. And we sold, right. if someone wanted something, we sold it, but it was very, very minimal. Um, I remember uh, several years ago, we had um, one of the tile stores come to us and say, hey, how about we partner and we'll sell your plumbing and you sell our tile. Um, and we chose not to do that. Um, but it, there are a lot of tile stores that I think would like to, to be able to get into that, uh, that plumbing sale. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, we, we, we filled up the whole hour. So that's uh -huh. awesome. <laughs> um, thank you guys, um, Tony and Regis. Thank you so much for joining us as panelists. Really Thanks appreciate it. Thanks for having um, us. Attendees, sure. thank you all for attending. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. This is being recorded and it will be placed on the uh, DPHA website on the web, uh, members only side of the website later this week. Um, so if you know someone that missed it, feel free to send them a link. And uh, next week we have a discussion on um, COVID and the DPHA role from a global perspective. We have panelists who um, are all DPHA members whose businesses um, are all over the world. So that's gonna be really great. We've got um, some from Europe, some from South America, some from Canada, all over. So really excited about that. And the week after that, we're gonna have a conversation on um, the internet. There's, it's the elephant in the room. Um, and it's, it's always been a very challenging conversation. And now that people have been home for long stretches of time because of coronavirus. Um, we're seeing a resurgence in the conversation. So that's gonna be on August 5th. So we hope you'll join us. And thank you again, everybody, uh, for joining us. I hope to see you next week. Thanks everybody. Thank you. Thanks Kimberly. Thank you everyone. Bye. Thanks Kimberly. If you would like to present in the future or inquire about membership or sponsorship, please visit dpha.net today.